today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I want to talk about what happened uh, in the West End of Hamilton over the weekend. Uh, McMaster University had their first home game, a uh, football game, of course, and, and won, as it turned out. Uh, and things spilled out into the neighborhood certainly after that. Now, there was no homecoming. Of course, we know that because of COVID, universities are not sanctioning any sorts of uh, behavior like this. And uh, this was not a party atmosphere anyway. There was, a, well, I've, I've heard things like hooliganism, uh, vandalism, I mean, a number of different things. A lot of damage. Police say that they're continuing to investigate now uh, what they call a fake McMaster University homecoming party that took place Saturday and attracted about 5,000 people at its peak. They say a car was overturned, street signs were damaged uh, during the unsanctioned event. We've heard some disgusting stories about uh, defecation and, and vomiting and things of that nature going on in the streets. Uh, McMaster has responded uh, and issued an official apology to this. Uh, Sean Van Conant is the uh, uh, Associate Vice President and Dean of students at McMaster University uh, joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Sean, first of all, thank you for the time. I know it's a busy day for you. I appreciate you jumping on with us for a few minutes here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Bill. Uh, the, the university's response as, as things were unfolding, I mean, this, these things in the past get out of hand very, very quickly. Uh, as you understand it right now, what happened Saturday? How did this actually come about? Well, uh, there were signs uh, earlier in the week that something was, was being planned, and, and we have people who hide behind social media accounts, uh, whether they're students or not, no one knows, uh, that promote you know, uh, parties, uh, and they promote them across the, the province uh, in different cities, and of course, Kingston, London, Waterloo, Guelph, mm-hmm. and larger problems than we have had uh, up until this, this past weekend. Um, so we knew something was brewing, and of course, as we're looking at the weather reports, um, it was a perfect storm because it was what we can call the perfect party weather. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't raining like it is today. And, uh, and so you get uh, people congregating, and, and social media fuels the ability for people to gather rapidly. Uh, even if they hadn't heard about the party earlier in the week, it quickly became something that you see on TikTok and other social media platforms. And, uh, and so as you get to a certain point, and there, of course there are multiple entry points to, to, to Dalewood Ave, where the, the epicenter was, um, it's, it's extremely hard, and I'm not a crowd control expert, I'm not in policing, but it's extremely hard to, to control um, the ability for people to move freely in a community. And so you, you get that as a, as a magnet, and, uh, and McMaster students as well as other, other people, other uh, students from other universities as well as community members coming in wanting to party. And once you get into that situation, of course, um, the vast majority of, of people are, are hanging out you know, talking to friends, having a couple of drinks, whatever it might be. But in a, in a mob, you're always going to get a small percentage who, who do idiotic things, uh, really idiotic things, and, and damage property and, and do things like that. And that's what, that's what happened here. And it, it got uh, it escalated to the point where uh, some really regrettable things happened. Well, we've seen this in the past, and I know the investigation is continuing right now, but your, your point's well taken. Uh, the analysis of some of these other events at other universities in the past have indicated that there might have been a crowd of 5,000 people there, uh, but there's usually only a handful of people that are acting like idiots, uh, or, quite frankly, inciting the crowd to do some things like this, uh, and, and that, that seems to be their motivation. Uh, where are you? I know you're, inv- you're, you're cooperating with Hamilton Police about this investigation right now, uh, that your president has issued a, a, a public apology to the people of the West End and, and, and to the police and others who were impacted by this. Uh, there's some talk right now about, about well, once this investigation is completed uh, and identifying some of these individuals, uh, if they are students at McMaster University, uh, how does the university proceed in a situation like that, Sean? 
Yeah, so we do have a, a code of student rights and responsibilities that guides us in any kind of behavior that crosses uh, the line. And so part of the challenge with this situation is that we need to, uh, we need to identify um, uh, individuals uh, and then try to identify through witnesses or other, you know, one of the benefits of having everyone having a video camera in their pocket is we, we can try to comb through different social media posts to, to see precisely what happened. Um, I have to say that there's a very low tolerance right now, personally speaking, for a- any of this. And, and in fact, and he doesn't know it yet, but there's an interim suspension coming right now. We've identified one student and uh, we're going to uh, suspend him from the university while we conduct an investigation into his behavior. And as we we are going to find more, um, there are people coming forward willing to identify students. And I'm confident we'll find more. How many more? I'm not sure. Um, but uh, suspensions and expulsions remain on a student's transcripts forever. So if you want to apply to grad school, if you want to apply to teacher's college, that's on your transcript. Employers sometimes look at transcripts. Uh, good luck getting that job. So I think students really have to consider um, a few, whether a few moments of stupidity are worth uh, their uh, sacrificing their future for. Sean, one of the other concerns that was raised here, and you and I have talked about this over the last year, of course, about protocols on the university campus itself uh, vis-a-vis COVID, um, and, and it's pretty obvious looking at some of the pictures uh, that we've seen from this. Uh, there was no social distancing that was certainly going on in this crowd. Uh, I don't see anybody with a mask on. Uh, yeah. I know that's part of the policy that you talked about. You talked about that during orientation, and over the, the last couple of weeks, the students were coming back into uh, to the city here to go to the university. Uh do you do you reinforce that? I mean, how do you how do you move forward on this? I mean, there's a concern here now uh, about vaccination or not vaccination, about people that are, are possibly uh, using this as what might turn out to be a super spreader. I mean, that would be a terrible scenario here, but it's a possibility, I guess. Well, so last night or yesterday, I consulted with one of our infectious disease experts as well, uh, watching uh, the national on CBC. I believe it was another one of our experts being interviewed. Um, and his quote, because uh, I'm not I'm not an infectious disease expert, I depend on them. Uh-huh. Uh, but that the, the risk is not zero. But given that it was outdoors, and and even though the crowd wasn't entirely with master's students, there was you know the large majority of them were, and the our vaccination policy, the mandate. Um, given that, that that population is largely vaccinated and it, and it was outdoors, it, it really mitigates a lot of the risk. We have also, the other thing we did, we decided last night to encourage um, students who are at the gathering to get tested. We have both an asymptomatic and symptomatic testing center on campus. And so there are different time frames that it's more effective to be tested. So certainly by, uh, by the end of the week, um, you know, within about a week of, of potential exposure, it's, it's a smart thing to get tested. Um, and so I think through testing, the fact that it was outdoors, the fact we have a vaccination mandate and uh, anyone who might be on campus indoors uh, wears masks. So the, the, we are mitigating the risks as, as best as possible. The risk isn't zero, but we're, uh, after consultation with experts, we're, we're confident in, in the ability to contain this. 
are, are you confident this is a one-off? I, I, I mean, these things tend to happen during, well, you know, homecoming weeks. And we've, we've in the past, of course, people get a little stupid and do some crazy things like this. And it, it's happened at McMaster, as you mentioned, just about every other campus, uh, which is why some of them, like Queens and others, have canceled these things altogether, it's not just because of COVID, but because of some of the behavior. Uh, so what do you do going forward? Do we increase security here? And, uh, I mean, you, you want to be preventative here. And I know that it's always your desire to be uh, proactive as opposed to reactive to these sorts of things. Yeah, and that's it's a really uh, tricky situation. I don't think there's any one thing that's going to prevent this. Um, I think other communities, uh, you know, it's it's gone on for years, and, and even as bad as Saturday night was, uh, this is a regular occurrence in in several communities in the province. Um, I think, uh, you know, in, uh, working with police services is, is important. Um, as a university, we are, uh, and working with our student union, we, we try to uh, communicate as best we can and, and reinforce the, the values and the culture that we, we want to see happen at McMaster. In the end, uh, there's some a large part of this responsibility is on our student population, and I have to remind people as well: if there were a few thousand students uh, at that party, there were over 90% of our students who weren't there. Um, and so, what what's happening is we are we are experiencing a, a small percentage of our students who want to be engaged in a large party, which isn't unusual or unexpected. And and again, and then we've got a small fraction of those who are doing stupid things. And so how, how you prevent the mob from forming so that those, the, the, the stupidity doesn't happen is, is a real challenge. And it's going to take partnership with the city, with police services, and, and frankly, just individual responsibility from, and peer pressure in, in a sense for if you've got a friend who's contemplating or starting to do something that's ridiculous, um, we have to put some of the responsibility on, on, on our students, um, the ones behaving like this. So, um, I have great respect and I love our students at McMaster. We have a great student population. And what really angers me is we've got the idiotic behavior of a few, um, a small percent, very small percentage who are creating, uh, this, this type of perception and this type of, uh, uh, you know, damaging the, the reputation for the, for the many. And that's really unfortunate. Sean, we'll follow this as uh, your investigation and the police investigation continues on this. Thank you so much for this today, and uh, stay well. Okay, thanks. You too. Sean Van Conda, who is the McMaster University Associate Vice President and uh, Dean of Students, uh, talking about the uh, the idiotic behavior that happened in the West End uh, on Saturday evening. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.